Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Yo, Beth. Crazy. On a Saturday! It's all even with your boy, Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast. You can listen to the show on SoundCloud as well as YouTube, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, and wherever you find your podcasts available. It's a beautiful Saturday, lots to get into. We're going to talk about the Mets and how they struck out with uh, Trevor Bauer. We also have Phone a Friend today with one of my good friends, my brother. We're going to talk music, sports, Super Bowl picks. And then I'm going to get into the NBA All-Star Weekend. You know, that was confirmed as well. And then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. So let's just jump right into it. The pain. The pain. The pain. The pain of being a Mets fan sometimes is too much to bear. Trevor Bauer had the Mets on his short list of teams that he will be able to, you know, sign with. It was the the Mets, the Dodgers. I think the Blue Jays were in there a little bit, and then they they, they uh, came out. Then it was down to two. It was down to the Mets. It was down to the Dodgers. And as a Mets fan, I was very optimistic. Why? Because we have a new regime. It's new ownership. Things were going well. Francisco Lindor is a Met. Yeah, we ha- we've never had a guy this talented be a Met. So I was like, you know what? You know, just being in the race for a Trevor Bauer was good enough for me. Then the news broke. Trevor Bauer signs with the Dodgers. And hey, the Dodgers are the defending World Series champs. You know, that's a a good situation for him. He's from California, so he's a hometown kid. It all makes sense. But as a Mets fan, the only thing that can actually go through my brain at that point was rejection, pain, the pain. Sometimes being a Mets fan is too much. I saw early on, you know, last week, I believe, that, or even early this week, that Nolan Arenado got traded to the Cardinals. There were some rumblings early on in the winter meetings that the Mets were kicking the tires on Nolan. And to see what Arenado got traded for, it just, again, the pain, the pain is too great. And I I just want to know why. (laughs) I want to know why it seems like we can't get the guys 
that everybody else does. Yeah, I get that ownership was bad. I get that the image of the Mets needs to be repaired. Maybe it takes a couple of years to do that. But it still doesn't make things any easier to digest. The pain of being a Mets fan sometimes is too much. At some point, I would like to feel the way Dodger fans feel. At some point, I would love to feel the way Cardinals fans feel. At some point, I would like to feel the way a Yankee fan feels. Not all the time. Just every now and again. And when you think that you get so close to feeling like that, the rug just gets pulled right from under you again. The pain of being a Mets fan sometimes is too much. For every Cy Young that DeGrom picks up, there's disappointment that comes with that. Syndergaard's hurt for the season. Uh, you know, Conforto's not playing as well. Whatever the case may be, you have Yoenis Cespedes just go MIA because he's a he's a nut. All of these things. And at some point, I would like for things to just run smoothly. One season, very very little injury. And things just click. Can, can, we, can we have that as Mets fans? Can I be able to enjoy a season where it's like, man, from start to finish, we were damn good. We were damn good. And who knows, maybe this season may produce that. My mom always says every disappointment is for good. So maybe not getting Nolan Arenado, maybe not getting Trevor Bauer, may be a good thing. We did get Carlos Carrasco, Francisco Lindor. We got some bullpen help. So maybe, just maybe, that they got exactly what they needed to be better or get over the hump. Who knows? But on the surface, it still feels like the same old pain. The same old pain that we always experience. You know, I still have those memories of Jason Bay getting signed for four years, $66 million. And for what that guy did here. I still remember. I still remember Oliver Perez. still remember these things. I still remember Johan Santana throwing a no-hitter. One of the greatest achievements that a Met has ever done. And then his career was kaput after that. Shot. I remember David Wright being on a... Hall of Fame trajectory. And then Spinal Stenosis said, you, we pick you. Why? Because you're a Met. The pain of being a Mets fan sometimes is just too much. Now, will it change? Hopefully. Steve Cohen has showed me a, a, a myriad of things that feels different. How he engages with the fans. Obviously, he had to take his Twitter over because of some... 1% of the, uh, of the fan base or other people, they just maniacs. They just don't know how to behave, right? But accountability is what I'm seeing from an owner. I- I'm not used to that. I'm used to the Wilpons hiding in their closet, not saying anything, and then coming out with some awful vanilla statement that doesn't make any sense. So it's refreshing to know that we have an owner that actually has the pulse of his fan base, 
We get it. And maybe, just maybe, being in the race for these guys is kind of turning the corner in the public opinion in regards to players. Players may say, hey, the Mets look good. Hey, we actually gave Bauer an offer that was higher than what the Dodgers gave him. He just wanted to play with the Dodgers. I get that. So maybe the pain will subside and it will actually turn into joy. But right now, it's very hard to uh, to feel that. Yes, we got Francisco Lindor. Yes, we have Carlos Carrasco. But man, would it have been nice to say that you got one of the best third basemen that's ever played this game. That, that'd be nice. Or get the reigning Cy Young winner and put him with DeGrom and Syndergaard, Carrasco, and have one of the best rotations in baseball. Is that too much to ask? Maybe as a Met fan it is right now. But maybe in a year or two, maybe that's going to be the standard. So, the pain is here, but maybe it won't last. Coming up after the break, phone a friend with my brother. On a Saturday, it's all even. I've had so many people tell me that Anchor is great. Anchor is this. Anchor is that. But I have to tell you, man, those people were right. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Why wait? Get at it now. Welcome back, y'all. So we're going to get into my favorite segment, Phone a Friend. Call him up, 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 call him up. Call him up, call him up, competing for a reason, trying to stay undefeated, yeah. Call him up, 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 call him up. game of the season, don't lie, we're all leaving, yeah. Who we have on the show today is my brother. Good friend, I've known him since I was five years old, so it's pretty annoying that I've known him this long. Um, We have Bass Michaels on the show, producer, uh, you know, life coach image consultant, uh, you know, songwriter, all of these particular tags that he has. I mean, this man is multifaceted. He's multi-talented. He does a whole bunch of things. Welcome to the show, my man. What's up, bud? How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you doing today? How are you doing on this uh, beautiful Saturday? Are you protecting yourself? Do you have a mask on? <laughs> uh, currently, I just took it off I'm in the car. Okay. I'm not a I'm not a mask wearer in a car, but um, you know, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, I mean, uh, another I, beautiful day under I, these clouds and stuff. Yeah, I don't expect you to wear a mask in the car. The people that do that are are pretty uh. This scares me. I don't know. I feel like they're hiding something. Yeah, you know yeah, I like, agree. They don't want to be seen. <laughs> I agree. That's <laughs> weird. <laughs> but uh, what's up, bro? I mean, I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the opportunity to course, uh, be man. on your platform, sir. Listen, you're my you're you're my good buddy, man. You're my brother. So if I don't have you on here, it'd be an embarrassment. 
So, so um, just for the record, I, I, I just met you um, a couple months ago when I started watching your show. I had never heard of you before. Oh, yeah? Never heard of me? Okay. Yeah, we never crossed paths and none of that. So just for the record. We will go with that narrative today. <laughs> Appreciate um, it. So how did you start off, you know, in regards to your love for music? You know, you're, you, you're a producer, you're a songwriter, you're your creative consultant. You know, there's so many things that you are that you are multifaceted and you're multi-talented, but how did the, the love for music start? Like, where did that come from? Um, man, music, it's, it's, it's so many different ways to go about it, to really go into like how, but I would just say my upbringing, man. And um, I mean, you've been, like, you know, like you've been around the crib, like, you know, Pops is always playing like the smooth jazz, the CD oh, yeah. 1.9. Oh yeah. And, you know, going to my grandmother's house on Sunday when my mom's is working, like, on the side of the world, you know what I'm saying? Like that little stroll through through South Jamaica Queens was like, I'm hearing Al Jarreau, I'm hearing uh, Grover Washington Jr. All of these vibes of these smooth jazz, this instrument like instrument um, instrumentalists, if that's the word. And um, you know, just it's that energy was just continued. And plus, we grew up in an era of like just really, really good music. Yes, we did. So there was just always music playing. It's just always ways to get inspired. And um, you know, just. I found my own little passion with it when I was, I think my sister used to like go to the Wiz, not to like really date my age, but she used to go to the Wiz <laughs> and like buy like the single CDs, but then the single CDs always had like- The instrumental. The instrumental, I'm like, yeah. okay. And then I would like, wait, I could, there's no word. So I couldn't put my own words here. Right. Like not, you know, just as a kid, like you're not really thinking about it. And then, you know, that turned into like uh, wanting to DJ, you know what I'm saying? And then DJing turned into songwriting and then, you know, the battle rap thing. And then before you know it, it's just like, damn, like I'm really just vetted into this. And this is, you know, you're, you're gaining your personality as you meet people and as you just present yourself as a creative. And, um, you know, the, even I think to scroll back on just being a creative, I think that's really how it started. like. When we linked up in kindergarten, bro, we was, we were drawing like everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, we I remember. Had an artistic relationship as as children of really just like, that was our our interaction of just drawing, drawing. We draw storyboards. We draw, you know, superheroes. Right. Whatever we could, like we were literally doing that. So, you know, well, creation. Well, remember, like, remember how it started. I mean, I was drawing the pictures, and you was over here hustling and selling them. Like. <laughs> that's I mean, look, there's always two sides of, of, of a story. It's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the cold hard facts are what they are. But, uh, yeah, that, that might have happened, too. <laughs> and uh, uh, allegedly, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. I mean, <laughs> makes, makes for good TV, bro. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, bro. I mean, this, you know, creativity was everything, bro. And then just being able to create more different, like, angles and, you know, more opportunities that just don't exist, you know, be it music, be it, um, you know, life design, be it business, be it anything, you know, it's just like seeing what's not there and, and trying to contribute and make your contribution in life, make something new exist that didn't really exist. Right. And help anybody on the way that you can. I think that's the realest gift. Yeah, definitely, man. Like that's, that's one thing I've always like, you know, admired about you that you, you know, your, your ability to give, you know, your ability to always share, your insight and your, you know, your thoughts and be able to try to help people get to where they want to be. 
you know, that's, that's a talent in itself. A lot of people don't possess that. So, you know, that, that just seems like it comes natural to you. And because of that, you know, you see the fruits of your label, you know, the Bassey group, you have the mountain group, there's so many things and so many people that you've touched and inspired, you know, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, talk about that a little bit as well. Um, honestly, bro, like it's since, and then you've been there. So it's like since before time, there was always a group, there was always a brand, there was yeah. always a logo, there was always something that if not, I was, I, I want to take full correct, uh, credit on saying that, you know, I created these things for stuff, but for the ones that I did contribute, like, you know, just, there was always an emblem of what I was doing at the time. And it's like a, a marker, right. you know what I'm saying? At that moment of time, even when we had like iced out productions, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and I, all I had was like a headband that I got made on Jamaica Avenue, but with this own script and shit like that. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Just to, you know, just have that little thing that you look at and be like, yo, now nah, this, this is the baby. This is the baby. And, um, you know, it's it doesn't matter, like, where in time. Like, they're just having something that you have that you know can be the next Pepsi-Cola. It could be the next, you know what I'm saying, Domino's Pizza, the next Budweiser. Like, it's, it's that's the, the beauty of it all. And that's, for me, that's just the gift of being able to appreciate you know, what you're able to bring to the table and the people involved, bro, like throughout my whole course of my life, like I've learned so much from people, hopefully people have learned from me. And, you know, it's just, you don't, you don't feel like anything passes you by. You get what I'm saying? Cause every success and every interaction and every conversation is meaningful in its own way. It has its own lesson. It has its own, you know, personal, attachment as well as business attachment to your overall life or your old, I mean, your overall purpose. Yeah, man. Like I, I definitely agree with that. And that's, that's one of the things that, you know, kind of amazes me about you is that your, your mindset, like you, you, you've always had a, a positive mindset when it came to anything, like it didn't matter if you had it or you did have it. The mindset was always the same to just continue to, to, push out that positive energy and and create things even if it wasn't there like a lot of people they can't see things unless it's in front of their face you on the other hand you can see it even if it's not there because you have that type of mind and that mindset that i can be able to manifest this thing and then it will it will come in front of me you know what i mean while some people be like man oh you know i can't really I can't see 10 steps ahead of me. I have to, I have to run those, those 10 steps to make sure I can see what's over there. But you're saying, nah, it's already over there. I don't have to go there. I don't have to go there. I can see it. I can see it there. And that's, that separates the real creative people from the people that don't have that creative side. You know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's always a beauty. Like for, for example, your music, when you produce, that's when I, I really hear the, the creative manifestation of your gift. You know what I mean? Because it just mm-hmm. like, you can be able to, to hear a beat or just see the, 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 the structure of it and then snap your fingers and there it is. Like you already have it there. Like I just, it's, it's, it's a strange thing to see but when you see it come together it was like, man, okay, so this is what he saw. I couldn't, 
I couldn't see what he was talking about, but the finished product, now I understand how you went about it. And not a lot of people can do that. Not a lot of people can do that. And it's, it's it kind of puts me in that in, in that mindset of like, okay, you watch a movie and like, yo, how did they think of that? It's because of the person that is creating this image. That's how they've created. Like they have this, this thing in their head that they can't possibly explain until it's over. You know what I mean? Like on the, on the path of it, it's like, oh my God, like I, I don't know where the hell he's going, but I'm just going to follow anyway because I know what the end result is going to be. And that's always how I've looked at it with you. Like you'll tell me about something. I'm like, okay, man, you know, go for it. Cause I know the end result is going to be exactly what you're telling me it is. I appreciate yeah, you on that. So definitely appreciate it. I mean, bro, that's, that's just, you know, after a while you, you really convince yourself that, you know, you, you don't have, you don't have to have all the right answers all the time. You get what I'm saying? But you do have to leave possibility open to like the what if. Yeah. Everything is like the what if, like, there's no certain yes and there's no certain no. Like anything can happen at any given time. So if you live that little room for, you know, that little margin of what you want to call hope, faith, or belief, yeah, or whatever it's going to be, however you define it, you know, that's what it's going to come to. And, you know, the possibilities are endless at that point. Nah, definitely, man. Definitely. So, um, you know, let's, let's get into a little sports because obviously this is what this show was about. Uh, you are a huge football fan. So we're not going to talk about the Jets yet, but, uh, you know, we'll talk about certain news that's going on right now. So, you know, I saw some some breaking news or was a report that the Saints have restructured Drew Brees' contract, which allows them now to pay him the vet minimum for next season and free up twenty two million dollars worth of cap space. Now, they're doing this in the hopes of retaining Jameis Winston. What are your thoughts about this? Like, do you think that Breeze comes back or do you think that he's just doing this because he loves the Saints so much and he wants to help them in any way possible for them to be able to retain the Jameis Winston? Because they they have high hopes about the kid. Do you have high hopes for Jameis Winston with a with a uh, a Sean Payton led offense? I think that's definitely a long-term play Yeah, for Breeze to even try to even negotiate that conver- and that conversation with the, the organization. Um, but I can also see it. I could also see him getting involved just with the organization behind the scenes. And I think that's the transition that they're trying to do. Possibly. But Jameis Winston can let it fly. Like, <laughs> yo, he, I had him in fantasy one year, bro. And I was streaming quarterbacks. Bro, he would still put up like forty points. Might have you know six interceptions, but still, like <laughs> he will let it fly. So with that right. offense, I could see that. I could see that definitely working. It's just, it, you know, I thought they were really high on um on Hill, you know, really taking over. Yeah, and, and then moving up in the ranks with all the swapping that may be done this season, I would think they would go for another quarterback. But I mean, the quarterback depth is pretty solid, so. I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, does Breeze come back one more year? And does he have it? Uh, I don't know, man. See, the thing like is. That like, last game, I, I, I was like. Yeah, he looked shot. Although he's hurt, don't get it wrong. Like, I know he's been going through a lot of injuries, but still in all, it's like the game's faster now. 
and not to say he was the fastest quarterback or because I don't think he really was, but he no. was still, yeah. you know, he was he was precision, like constant. I don't know if he has that. Well, so I, I don't know. Yeah, the thing is, I, I think he still has the precision. Like there's one thing about Breeze that he'll always be accurate. The problem with Drew Breeze now is if he can be able to throw the ball 30 yards down the field. I don't think he can do that anymore. He looked he looks more like Chad Pennington now than he does anybody else. Like, remember, Chad Pennington was money 10, 10 to 15 yards. But anything over 25 yards, it was a it was a struggle. Like that ball started to float a little bit and it wasn't there was no speed on it that's what you're starting to see out of Drew Brees's arm is that he can't deliver those balls downfield anymore and what does that do to an offense that has guys that can be able to take the ball over the top and beat the defense over the top you don't really have that you don't really have that weapon a guy like Jameis Winston has that weapon that he can be able to launch that ball and 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 throw it deep Taysom Hill has shown a little ability with that. So, you know, in my opinion, I don't – I would hate to see Drew Brees go through a season where he looked like Peyton Manning his last year because Peyton Manning mm. was washed. And, oh, they, and they won a Super Bowl because of that that defense, how great that, that defense, defense was. Sure. So, you know, I, I don't – I don't. Trevor yeah. Simeon? Oh, no, Brock no, Osweiler. Brock Osweiler was the guy to uh to yeah, play he, the – you know most of the work. Yeah, I think he played like eight eight games that year, and then and then uh you know Peyton mm-hmm. took over when Brock Osweiler started to struggle a little bit. So you know it's yeah. um I, I don't I don't want to see that happen to Breeze. I would rather this be a move where he's just trying to help this organization because he loves the Saints. You know he is he is the Saints. When you think about the Saints, you think about Drew Breeze. You don't think about anybody else. Like that's 100%. Breeze. That's Breeze's Christ, right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, I think he's just like, listen, y'all need money. I'll help y'all out. I don't, I don't need this bag. Like I have enough money. You know what I mean? Like if you're going right. to give me, if you're going to give me this as a signing bonus, I'll take it, but I don't want to affect you guys going forward. Even if I'm not playing, you know what I mean? So like, I, I commend him. He's always been a consummate teammate, him and Brady to me, I've always been guys that have put team first and not contract and team. Like, you know, Breeze could have made $40 million at one point in his career. He didn't want to. He wanted to make sure that the team had enough weapons to be able to continue to be better, continue to be relevant. And, you know, my my, my hat's off to him, man. Um, nah, totally. Now, what do you think about the uh, the Carson Wentz saga in Philadelphia? Do you think that he stays or do you think you know he does go because i'm hearing rumors out there that they said that a a deal is possibly close according to sources but there's no deal yet and if you do think he goes what team actually gets a carson wentz i mean that was that play was already made at the draft of what 20 yeah last year yeah yep like that play was once they picked that quarterback you knew what time it was yeah and they were out of there. And it's kind of crazy. Like, the Super Bowl isn't really Wentz's. Right. It's Foles. It's Foles. About it. Right. Like, so he wasn't really embedded into the organization as the guy. Like, they tried to make him the guy, but it just wasn't panning out. Definitely over the past couple seasons, definitely hasn't been panning out. So yeah. they were already moving into the next direction, uh, you know, the new direction. And where I think he goes, it's near as a toss-up, man. I, I have... I don't know, man. I really, I, I've been saying the Patriots. Patriots, okay. I've been saying that. I've been saying that for like a little while to myself that he is um a good fit over there for a guy like Belichick. 
Yeah. Because, of course, apparently it's the undeniable team, or un, not undeniable, the undesirable team yeah. to go to, uh, you know, in the current NFL market. But um, I think he can go over there and probably make a difference for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think I think a combination of Belichick and, and uh, Wentz will really be good, man. It, 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 makes, it makes sense. Do they, I don't know if they have the draft capital to pull it off because, you know, we saw just a little earlier that, the, the L.A. Rams got Matthew Stafford, and look what they got for him. You know, look, look what they traded for him. They traded three first round, was it two first round picks, a second, third, or something like that. And, you know, a lot of people are saying that they overpaid for a overpaid. Matthew Stafford. But if you think about it, uh, excuse me, Sean McVay has never cared about first round picks. So him giving up more first round picks doesn't matter to him because he operates more like Bill Belichick. He can find talent in the back end of the draft and not have to worry about a first-round pick because he looks for a certain type of guy. Like Robert Woods, certain type of guy. Solid. Cooper Cup, a certain type of guy. Reynolds, certain type of guy. Higby, certain – like all of these guys fit the same type of lunch pail, hardworking player. Like he doesn't – there's no divas on this team. And, right. and because yeah, of that, he doesn't care about first-round picks. And not to cut you off, but mind you, that's Belichick status. That's that's what I'm saying. That's why they're that's very similar. So yeah. yeah, I see I see that play right there. Like that that makes a whole lot of sense for yeah. sure. So what what do you think about that trade? Like, do you do you think that the Rams got better, or you think the Lions got better? Honestly, bro, that that, that trade's just surprising. How I mean, it came out of nowhere. But um, you know, yeah, the Rams got better, bro. Yeah. Cause Stafford lets it fly, for sure. Like, I was never a golf guy. Like, I mean, you know, definitely, you know, talented guy, but um, skill set wise, you know, never really stuck well with me as far as a winner. Like, I feel like they they lucked out when they got to the Super Bowl, right? That one trip, like that wasn't supposed to happen. But um, you know, I at the same at the same time, Detroit isn't a bad roster. Yeah. At all, like um, DeAndre Swift, solid run game. Carry on Johnson, solid run. I don't know if AP comes back, but if he does, the run game is solid. So yeah, still has um, what's our guy name? Um, TJ Hawkinson. Like my man, Gron- my, over there. my man Gronkinson. The only one that's not there is uh Galladay. I think he's a free agent, so we'll see if they if they're able to yeah, resign they him. To do it. But they still but have Marvin that, Jones. He got, yeah, he got yeah. tools, bro. He right. got. Got the tools, got the talent. Got tools, got talent. <laughs> got it, bro. It's there. So I don't know. It's 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 what's gonna become of him. Now, for me, financially though, I don't know who lost on that because I think Stafford was still owe, owe some. Yeah, he's due his contract. He's due two years at like four, I think it's 43, 45 million dollars total. But so so that so the Rams actually save money with the trade because golf was making what thirty three million dollars a year or something like that. So Detroit added on more salary. And you know a lot of people say, oh, you know, golf is not a bad quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a good. He's not a great quarterback either. You're paying him great quarterback money for him to be an average quarterback. That was always that. That has always been my problem with golf. Is that okay? He's a system guy, but. You're paying him like he's Russell Wilson. You're paying him like he's uh, Aaron Rodgers. And this is my problem with the NFL is because 
you hear a lot of people say that, oh, well, you know, it's not about it's not about the talent. It's not about the guy that's 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 being that's negotiating the contract. It's the next guy up. So just because Deshaun Watson signs for a big contract, whoever else is after him, they have to match that contract. That doesn't make sense to me. Like there has to be a time where the quarterback market resets itself and guys are paid based off their value, based off what they're doing, what you like, you know, it's always about what you did and what a team projects you to do is how they give you a contract. So this is not something where a guy like Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, should be making 40 plus million dollars a year. Lamar Jackson is a great talented athlete, but he's not a quarterback yet. So you're going to pay him $40 million before he can actually pass for 3,500 yards in a season in two full years. Lamar Jackson has passed for 3,200 yards and he passed for 2,700 yards this year as a starting quarterback. Fast. Like, think about that. Think about that. Now, although he has running ability, is that a guy that you're going to pay 40 plus million dollars to all because he's the next guy up on the list? Like, no. So at some point they got to, at some point it's just like the stock market, right? The market is going to crash. It's going to break. And things have to kind of reset itself. At what point does a quarterback market reset itself? It's true. But see the sidebar though, like I feel like golf made out because of the rebrand of the Rams. I'm sure. At the time, like had they not been going to LA and he was the, the guy at the time, that's why he got that bag. That's a good point. I really think like the market got him that bag. Like the quarterback of Los Angeles Rams can't be making twenty eight million. He has to make, you know what I mean? Whatever. Like, yeah. So without that, I I don't see him. You know what I mean? Really receiving that payout that he received at all. Okay. But I'm- same thing. Like now, now Lamar Jackson. Like when it comes down to it, I think they're gonna change the, like the the way they do things, if he takes that big hit. Yeah. And the scrambling quarterback is like, uh, we're gonna we're gonna slow that down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because after what, four, three or four years of that, oh, one good hit, you're not gonna you're gonna stay in the pocket. You're gonna have to stay in the pocket. Or coming yeah. back from the big injury, you're not moving around the way you were. So, if it's next guy up at that point, then cool. But I can't see it being, you know, something that's gonna continually go on, at all. Even Michael Vick slowed down after a while. Right. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like, at what point do the the Ravens look at themselves and say, yo, we're in we're in trouble here because how do we gauge how much money this guy is actually worth? Like he's a phenomenal athlete, but he's not. A, but he still can't make certain throws. He still can't make certain reads. He's still the first option that he's doing. Like he, he doesn't see anybody open or he can't see the guy that's that's open on the side of him because he's always thinking run first their offense is limited because of his skill set. So is that a $40 million player? No, Pat Mahomes is a $40 million player because you know exactly what Pat Mahomes is going to do. He can be able to run a little bit. He's going to let it fly. He's going to be able to stay in the pocket and deliver throws. He can make every throw. He's, he's a leader. So the guy making 45 million out there, that's fine for me, but a guy like Lamar Jackson or even, even Josh Allen that's coming up. Is Josh Allen a $40 million player? No. So, you know, th- th- there's there's a lot that I need to see happen, especially uh, uh, another guy too, Dak Prescott. 
Dak is Dak Prescott a forty million dollar player? No, he's not. I know that's a touchy subject for you too. It's it's. I don't want to talk about Dak because I I get mad today. Um, but you know, guys like that are they're they're not forty million dollar players. But just because the market keeps going up, it forces teams to have to like be forced to give them this money, and then they regret it later. Because I can guarantee you, if golf was making twenty six million dollars a year, I don't think that Sean McVay pulls this trigger maybe he still does because he thinks that Stafford can be able to get him over the hump but it's the contract based on the talent that really made McVay say yeah I gotta get rid of this dude because he's not doing what I need him to do for the money that we're paying him you know what I mean so I I just I just need to see the the market kind of come back down now hearing hearing a lot of rumors as well in Miami that Tua Tagovailoa is you know they may think about trading him which is which to me would be a mistake um but what i saw from him last season is that he's not ready yet and Definitely i think i think that they rushed him in there when they have a guy on that bench number 14 that is ready to be able to just be the starter be the transitional guy until Tua is ready now he i think uh Fitzpatrick had came out and said that he wants to play next season. And what he means by he wants to play, he wants to be the opening game starter, whether it be for the Dolphins, whether it be for somebody else. Now, if you're the Dolphins organization and you have this talented young player here that's not ready yet, and you also have this, this, you know, journeyman quarterback that gives you magic on, on, can give you magic on a weekly basis, who do you start next season if you're the if you're the uh, the Miami Dolphins? I mean, it's it's crazy because yo Fitz man Fitz is just magical, yeah. literally like no pun intended, right? And it, like what he is in the locker room and the motivation and and the, and the skill set that he uses and he's learned from so many coaches on so many different you know with so many different organizations. I mean, you got to go with that. I feel like. People are just gonna probably try to put two in. That's what they did this year. Let's see what he has. Yeah. But let's give the people quote unquote what they want. You know what I mean? It was gonna make people tap in because they want they want to see the the, the rookie pick. But, but I wouldn't. I don't know, man. Fitz Fitz got it and just mold him. And I feel like he has like two more years that he can actually do it and transition like the the right way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they kind of did him dirty last season. I feel like he was on a roll. They were winning games, like, solid. Offense was clicking, and then they switched. Oh, we're going to put two in. Right, right. It's like, I don't, I don't see why, honestly. I, yeah. I would, just, I would definitely, you know. But, of course, you know, there's a lot of politics involved in that. Super politics. Yes, yeah, always, always. Well, still I mean, all, bro. Fitz, Fitz is always going to be that guy. You know, <laughs> one, of, one of my favorite quarterbacks, hands down. <laughs> you know that already. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, I guess we'll segue. Facts. You, you, you had the Fitz Magic look at one point, man, when he had the Absolutely. beard and the glasses and the and the jersey. <laughs> and the Facts, jersey. <laughs> I was told there's no way around it. Oh my god! But it, I, I mean, let's segue into the Jets now. Like you know, there's there's a lot of rumors about Deshaun Watson wanting out, and the Jets having the most assets to be able to pull off a trade for Deshaun Watson now. As a longtime Jets fan that you are, you know, right. do you think that it's wise for the Jets to go in that direction? Or do you think that they need to give Sam Darnold more, more time with some weapons to be able to see exactly what the kid has? 
I mean, I I don't think Watson the Watson trade should happen. Um, as the coaches and the new organizations really coming into play and this new rebrand that they're pretty much going through, like you have the opportunity to literally just start from scratch. But you already have a solid quarterback. Yeah. So that eliminates the need of drafting one because you're going to do the same thing all over again. Of course, people want their guy. They want to have their own, their own guy in there. That's cool. But if you can give a guy a line who never had a line, right? give him weapons that he really hasn't had, solid coaching, bro, like the potential is right there. It's right in front of us. And then it's like, it's the gimme price for um for Watson is it's OD. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't trade all those picks for one guy. Yeah. When you when you have not this draft, this draft is loaded, bro. Loaded. Like, you have a lot of potential out there that can really make the offense because the defense is solid. Yeah. It's been solid. It's just been tired because you know the offense is three and out, three and out, three and out, and an interception of you know the bum ass coach we just had. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um. You know, and I feel like Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas with um I'm not too you know familiarized with the new coach as far as his coaching set. Robert well, Sala. Well res- yeah, yeah, well respected though. Yeah, nah, he's guys a, in the locker room. He's a great defensive mind and he has a lot of energy. You can you can kind of call him the the Muslim version of Rex Ryan in regards to his uh, energy. Take it. That was that was the energy that we needed for this city. Right. Um, you know what I'm saying? That is something that took us what two AFC championships back to back right you know like it was clicking and it's like the, the Jets are a defensive team oh always had a defensive always, mindset always are a defensive team so make that like even if you look at Todd Bowles and the Todd Bowles run it wasn't the best run that's the closest we've been to anything in the past couple of years right Todd Bowles won 10 games his first year so he was 100%. it wasn't terrible you know and then the offense started clicking because of it you got an Eric Decker you got um was it Brandon Marshall yeah um, and we had Fitzmagic, like, right. it was rolling. It was nothing. So it's just, you know, it's, it's those type of moves that I would do, but I, would, I wouldn't do it. Like, I wouldn't even recommend. Give Sam his chance. Um, the kid just wants to play football. You can tell, because you know what's going to happen. He's going to go somewhere else and ball. And right. it'd be the new, you know what I mean? Like, the, the that one player that you got to play against, like, and have the same energy towards, like, Belichick that we had. Where it's like, damn, bro. We, we just missed out on this. Yeah, man, I, I definitely agree with you. I mean, like, you know, when you think about you think about Watson, Watson is talented, right? Like, we, we get that. He's a top five quarterback. But the price tag, the price tag is so high for a team that doesn't have their ducks in a row yet. Like, you don't have a number one receiver. Your line is still very young, and you need help there. You need help at running back. You still need some defensive pieces that you got to fill in. You still need – you still need a decent edge rusher. There's a, there's so many different things that the Jets need. And to do this trade and be able and, and gut all of your picks for this year and the following year, because both of these the, these next two draft classes are going to be really, really good. So why why do that when you can be able to create a young dynamic team that can grow together? Like when you think about a young dynamic team in the last 15 years there's only one team that actually comes to mind for me it's the seattle seahawks the legion of boom they were all on rookie deals 
that's how they were able to be able to create that magic because they drafted well. They drafted well at the right time and it just clicked with the right coach. So wouldn't that be the team or the formula that you actually go ahead and say, that's what I want. I want that. If we can be able to have that for three or four years, that's the way to go. Get us, you know, get the talent, get a, get a, get a Rondell Moore on the outside or, you know, draft a Penny Sewell at number two, or even if you're going to, you're going to drop down from number two, still be in the top 10 to get more picks for this draft. Then you could be able to get more weapons for the young guy. So this is what the Jets need to do instead of always the, the problem with New York is that it's always about the other guy. It's always, we, we are so knowledgeable about other people's players because we're always thinking about poaching the other people's players instead of looking exactly what you have here and say, you know what, if we give this kid the weapons that he needs, maybe he can possibly be the next really good quarterback. He doesn't probably, he doesn't need to be Watson, but he can definitely be, he can definitely be a, a Kirk Cousins. He can be a, 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 he can be a Matthew Stafford. He can be, he can be any of those that's type it. of players. All he has that, to be. And if you career, and if you have a team that's around him, you can be able to win with a, with the Sam Darnold. So we're, we're going to see what happens. I think as we get closer to the draft, we're going to see how the jets are moving. Like I, I, I would hope that Robert Sala and, and Joe Douglas say that I want to see what this kid Darnold still has. I don't want to, you know, push the panic button yet. I, right. I know he can make a lot of throws. He throw he does throw a lot of interceptions, but at the same time, a lot of those interceptions uh, interceptions that Sam Darnold threw were tip passes, guys running bad routes, definitely you know, off the hands. You know, not definitely. having not having good receivers. So, you know, every quarterback needs weapons. You you have guys that are very special like Watson that can be able to take anything and, and throw for 5,000 yards, but the majority, the bulk of the quarterbacks that are in the league need weapons around them. Golf had weapons, which is why they looked good. This is why the offense was good. They had they had a uh, uh, Todd Gurley. They had all these guys, and when you have those weapons, even an average quarterback can look better than what he is. So 100%. you know, I, well, let, let's see what the Jets do. But um, it, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens with them. Now, um, obviously, it's Super Bowl weekend, and you know we have two interesting teams two different teams we have an aging tom brady that's still a legend he's still going strong in his 10th super bowl looking for ring number seven and you have the heir apparent to the throne patrick mahomes that is looking for back-to-back super bowls so you know what are your thoughts on the two teams and who do you have winning the super bowl because i remember to start the season you had said to me yo i think the bucks are gonna be in the super bowl and i said you're crazy you're nuts. You definitely You're said absolutely that. nuts. You so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of eating my words when it comes to you now, but, and that's, that's not, that, that, that happens a lot, but, um, yeah. you know, what, I'm glad you admit that too. That was a moment, right? <laughs> Listen, now. this is my show. I can be able to admit what I'm wrong with my, this with my good. brother. That's fine. You know, I'm not, I'm not this going to grow. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what are your thoughts on both teams and who do you think has the advantage in the Super Bowl? Tampa. Day. Oh God! I hate you. Listen, I went years not being able to root for the guy. We know this already. Yes, but now it's just this was like that make or break moment. 
bro, he, he's, he's been bowling. Like, whatever code he knows, the up, down, left, right, whatever he knows, <laughs> he knows it. And But it, I, I feel like, honestly, bro, it's going to be a good one because, you know, people have been, like, holding out that, your know, Chiefs D hasn't really shown up, hasn't shown up. But the past, like, in the playoffs, they hit that LeBron button. I was like, yo, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. Now they played they play well against the Bills, so I, I'm, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah, like, I was like, wait, I didn't see that coming at all. So, you know, you – it's 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 gonna be a good matchup. I mean, I I think Brady can pull it out. You know, if he has all his weapons, he has weapons like vetted guys that are. You know what I'm saying? These guys yeah. are gonna give it all because, of course, um, you know the Chiefs are a younger team. But you you remember the replacements? Oh yeah, that's what Tampa Bay is right there, bro. <laughs> it is a makeshift team of yo. We're gonna get one more guys, right? And, that's it, and we're out of here. Guys are retiring after this joint. Yeah, I don't. Stay I don't up. know, man. I don't. I don't know if Gronk retire. I think Gronk is gonna wait for Brady to retire to go. I think he's he is attached to the hip when it comes to him and Tom Brady. So, uh, I I hope that you're wrong. I really hope that you're wrong. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see another Brady win in the Super Bowl. It makes me sick. I have. I have Brady fatigue. I really do. I have Brady fatigue. And. Listen, man. You know, I don't Thanos. Know. Thanos needs another. Ah, another come reason, on, bro. maybe. Well, you saw. You saw what happened to Thanos at the end of uh, Endgame, okay? So maybe hey, maybe Patrick Mahomes is Tony Stark. Maybe he's Tony Stark. Maybe he could be able to save us from this Brady fatigue. So let's Listen, let's see what happens. Tony Stark had to give it all. Let's <laughs> <laughs> remember, there was no more Tony Stark after he beat Thanos, right. bro. <laughs> so keep that in mind, bro. They right. put up, uh, 500 million in that man's pocket. Right. It wasn't. It <laughs> wasn't the sacrificial lamb, bro. It wasn't. It wasn't the fact that Tony was able to to come back and say, "Hey guys, how'd it go?" But you know, he he yeah. he had to he had to not be here for things to go well. There was so. a funeral service at the end of that movie, bro. Remember that? <laughs> oh man. But nah, um. Yo, bro, it's it's the beautiful story of the old guy versus the young guy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like this is it's 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 a good storyline for this um you know for the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, but, I'm I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I hear you. I hear you. Hey, man, you got to cover it anyway. It's what you do. Exactly. I have you, to you know, cover it. I have to cover when it. the net when the network calls and they say you got to cover it, you're gonna you're gonna be <laughs> on it. So trust me, I get right. It. Um, what are your what are your thoughts about? You know the Mets losing out on a uh, on a big time pitcher, Trevor Bauer. He's the reigning Cy Young winner. He ends up going to the Dodgers instead of the Mets, but the Mets were were in the running. They were the last, you know, one of the last two teams. You know, as a Met fan, what do you think? Are you are you uh, optimistic about the coming year, or do you think that it's just going to be the same old Mets? No, I think it's definitely a new, a whole new energy in that whole organization. Really, you know, I can't get too mad that we didn't get them because yeah. we're Mets fans. Like, come on, right. like the past couple of months have been crazy. Like, and as good as they've been, there's been like a lot of you know scandals on the side. So, right, like we go up here and then we get brought down right here. It's like, chill, Mets fans. Like, don't get too excited. Yeah, you know, you guys are still the Mets. So, typical Queen stuff, right? It's like you know <laughs> totally. things will be going good and then and then all of a sudden something happens. So, hell yeah, like just when you think everything's beautiful. Oh shit! It's raining. Like you know right. what I'm saying. So there's nothing you can do about it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very optimistic as far as the season, and just the fact that they're in con. I mean, like conversation to get somebody who is not washed up is exactly. so important. Like we're still paying Bobby Bonilla, bro. Yeah, yeah, 
okay like come on like let's really let's really break it down like anything that we get is is something so but i, I feel like you know we're in, entering that transition to something new and um looking forward to it honestly man no nah, definitely man so uh let's let's talk a little bit about the nba you know what you're a big knicks fan so you know the knicks stand right now with 10 and 13 but they've played better than their record. You know, what are, you, what are your thoughts about the Knicks? You, I, I know you're very tapped in with the Knicks. You, you, you watch almost every game. So, you know, what are your thoughts on what you're seeing with them? I love it, honestly. Um, it's nothing to get too hyped on, but it's just something that you can see that, all right, there's, there's potential here. Yeah. The best thing we did was not get Durant and Kyrie. Like, Oh, yeah, you've been, we, you've been, you've been solid on that since day one. I feel the same thing about on Deshaun Watson. Like that is just yo. We do not need to do that, and I'm happy it didn't pan out because if it, if it would have, it would have not ended up the same way that it ended up in Brooklyn. Exactly. It would have just been worse, and it would have been this. It would have been that. Like so, thank God, the guys. Like you're giving guys like RJ a chance. Yeah. To figure themselves out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's 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 a young team. You know it's coachable. You know big names on the team at all. Outside of um, Austin Rivers, who is a solid role player. Yeah. I like, like, I definitely like what he brings to organizations when he plays for them. Right. Um, and that's, you know, that's neat. It's like a, like having that young vet is very important. Yeah. So, I mean, although they got rid of my man Bobby Porters, you know, that, hey, <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> I'm still not happy about that. But overall, man, I just like what I'm seeing, the defensive, uh, you know, the defensive uh, movement, super important. So you know their success right now, and I'm I'm, I'm very happy about it. Nah, definitely, man. The, the Knicks the Knicks are watchable again, and you know they have a lot of young pieces, which is good. Uh, you know, hopefully they can be able to develop these guys. And you know, the, the beauty about having young players is that at some point you have to make a decision on them. Like if you develop them to a point where you say, okay, we're gonna keep this guy, we're gonna get rid of this guy, but if you build them all up the same way and have their value high you can be able to really go get yourself a big-time star if somebody's on the outs. So they have to continue to build because even if they don't keep everybody, somebody else is going to want these young guys as long as you treat them with the same type of development, you know, respect. Like, you know, make sure that you're right. developing everybody the same way. Make sure that you're, 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 you're broadcasting them to the league and say, listen, you, you know, we have a, a system here we have an organization that knows how to that, how to build young guys, young talent. And if you want them, unless, if we don't want them, then we can definitely negotiate and work something out down the road because that's what Brooklyn did. Brooklyn, they developed their guys. And when the, when, when, when the timing was right, hey, we can give you all of these dudes for James Harden. Hey, okay, cool. So, you know, that's, that's what it can be here. Or it can be we're going to develop our guys. We don't care about trading them, and we're going to just ride this young wave out and we're going to build our own superstars here. That's fine, too. So, you know, there's, there's a lot. A, and there's one more angle, which what? is, yo, if they do stink it up this year, which is whatever. You get a high draft pick. They still get a high draft pick. So, eventually, um, I forgot who it was. It was the Sixers or it was the Bucks. Yeah. Who were trash for many, many, many years and just kept stacking those picks up. Oh, it's, it's and, Sixers. Um, Sixers. Sixers. And I think the Timberwolves as well. Yeah. Timberwolves had a run like that where they were just bad, bad, bad. And. Yo, three or four, five top draft picks, you got a whole new starting team. Right. And also, too, um, what was I going to say? The team – oh, the, 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 the Porzingis trade. 
if the Mavs continue to be bad, that's a pick in the Knicks uh, uh, thing too as well. So if the Mavs don't make the playoffs, the Knicks have another lottery pick that they can be able to have. So exactly. it's like, you know, everybody was mad about the Porzingis trade because, oh my God, the Mavs are going to be this, this dominant team, but it hasn't turned out that way. They're struggling, struggling big time. And is it going to continue? Who knows? Maybe they turn it around and get it together. But if they continue on this particular path that they're going on right now and continue to lose games and they're looking bad, the Knicks are just going to look, you know, sit back and be like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for another good draft pick. Thank you. So, you know, yeah, one more, like, I feel like one or two more, like, let's say if we could finally land a number one. Right. Oh, that changes the game. that changes everything. And this, I feel like we like we inch close to it and then get screwed. Yeah. Then we think we're going to inch next year and we get screwed again. But we still get solid picks. Like, RJ was solid pick. Yeah. Was, OB Toppin, solid pick. Solid pick, bro. Yeah. Oh Emmanuel Quickly, solid pick. Solid pick. Yeah. Super solid pick. So, just imagine, like, get that one. Even if you get the number one, maybe you get a number two, regardless. Like, that's it's going to be game-changing. And, yeah. you know, as long as the culture, I feel like that's been missing, like, the development, there's been no development on the Knicks at all. Like at all. Like we'll, just, we'll have to get a big name. Like we'll have to get somebody that we got to pay tons of money to be locked into. And you know, there's no benefit there in the long run. Right. Not so definitely. I, man. I like where it's going. I like where it's going a lot, man. And the East is, you know, the East is reforming itself. Yeah. Little by little. You know what I mean? So I'm loving to see that as well. And uh, you know, hey, listen, New York sports slowly coming back. It's been don't get don't get crazy don't get crazy <laughs> don't get crazy it ain't there yet okay it ain't there yet you poke your head out the garbage bag right now it's okay <laughs> uh so all right what do you think about um you know the all-star game actually being on this year like do you do you agree with the nba to do it because a lot of players they're not too happy about the all-star game the all-star break because you know a lot of players they they want to be home with their families, you know, especially because of this yeah. this pandemic. Like, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Because normally the all-star game is is for the fans. But if the players are not optimistic about the game, it kind of makes the game null and void to me. You know what I mean? Because the all-star, the all-star game, in my opinion, hasn't been great since I, I want to say 17, 18 years. It's been ah, you know, so it's like yeah. what if the players are not enthused about it, is it really the smart idea to actually have it? I don't believe it is. Um, once again, politics. Yeah. You know, it's good business. I mean, there's a lot of brands involved in that weekend. But it's, you know, All-Star Weekend is for the fans. Yeah. It's it's literally fan-generated, fan-based. Like, it's like fan so appreciation weekend. It, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, same thing yeah. in the Pro Bowl. Like, you get to, you know what I mean, people fly out and go to, like, really go to do that attraction. And yeah. they're not getting that traffic this year. So it's like, rather than put people at risk and anything could happen, you know, especially playing a game. And I don't think it would be the smart, you know, move to do. I don't think you're going to get the, the feedback, you know, that you were yeah. trying to get or whatever investors are trying to, you know, make up for lost earnings on. Um, but, you know, I just feel just keep it business. You know what I mean? Like, we're already on a different time schedule with this NBA season. Right. It didn't start when it's supposed to start. So it's just like, let's keep the guys in there, allow this to continue on, you know, as yeah. as great gracefully as it is. Like, you know, uh, basketball's been on point through this right. whole process, this whole pandemic. So 
Um, you know, it's just a matter of doing the needed steps. I don't think that's one of them, but of course, you know, they're trying to make as much money as they possibly can, which is yeah, yeah which the is overall, which is always going to be the end game, right? Yeah, Sprite wants its money back, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Pepsi's right, calling like, hey. Yeah, I want my bread, bro. What if T-Mobile <laughs> wants to get paid, fam? So I get it. Oh, <laughs> man. It. So I know this is going to – this this topic right here is going to get you hyped because yeah, I left mm-hmm. it for last for a reason. Um, what are your thoughts on NCAA college football coming back to the, uh, to the video game world? Listen, bro. <laughs> There's no better time. Then right now, with new gen systems still hitting, or finally trying to hit because it's not going yet. But anyway, you look at it like them. It's the biggest shit in the world. Like, bro, <laughs> Madden is going to be twenty times better now because college football, right? It's happening, bro. And remember and you know the way we, the yeah, way we rock out, bro. You know how we play, man. We're <laughs> like, yo, we rock out. We start in college football with the live. <laughs> Right. The live band, like you know, what I'm saying, smallest school in the world, and translate the player to a Madden career of seven Super Bowls, and it's it's amazing, bro. Right, right, it's, right. Yo, I'm hyped. Like decisions like this need to be made. I've also heard rumors on the side. This is this is my scoop. All right, I don't know if I can get some theme music if you can edit that in <laughs> later, but <laughs> yo, they're trying to bring Goldeneye back. What? Yeah. On what platform? I heard it. I think it was Xbox. They've been ah, talking about it. They're trying to figure it out. They're I don't trying know, to figure man. It out. I don't know. Politics don't know. is just holding it up, and the investors and uh, the intellectual properties holding it up. But that's been the talk. They're you trying see, to the get GoldenEye, is, bro. I, I remember because they had rebooted GoldenEye on the, I think it was the GameCube or something like that. And it wasn't, it didn't hit the way the old one hit. Like, listen, I still play the old one. Because it's it's the game is just that good. So if they try to like put it on next gen, it ain't the same. It's like it's gonna be too advanced. I don't need it to be advanced. I just need you to be able to spawn in the section, and I already have the gun on you. And when you try to pick up that ammo box, there's a proximity mine on it. So that that's the type of things that I still need. I, I'm not gonna get that on next gen. It's gonna be too complicated. I I don't know how I feel about that, man. I, don't know I how got that. the faith, brother. <laughs> I got the faith. I job all day. <laughs> I job. You see, cheating people like you, I can't play with you, man. I can't do that. Can't I do job that. all day. Yeah. Can't do that. All right. So before we go, Bass Michaels, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna do a little rapid fire here. All right. Shoot, brother. All right. Uh, Drake or Jay Z? Damn. I'm gonna have to go with Drake. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Drake been on point for the past decade plus. Okay. okay Super cool. solid. Uh, we're gonna transition into into football now. Calvin Johnson or Jerry Rice? Hmm. Jerry Rice, hands down. Tom Brady or Peyton Manning? Hmm. Damn. Now are we just going just who? Like, doesn't matter. Yeah, this is just your opinion. I'm gonna go Brady. Brady, okay. Curtis Martin or Thomas Jones. (laughs) 
No, no way close. Curtis Martin all day, bro. He's <laughs> the GOAT. Um, this, this one is going to get you. Vinny Testaverde. Or... Don't even put anybody next to his name. <laughs> Testaverde. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Testaverde is the GOAT, bro. That's the reason why I became a Jets fan. The backup quarterback oh, got a boy. shot. And that's it, bro. That's funny. I've been green, I've been green and white since then. <laughs> um, let's see. Patrick Ewan or Hakeem Olajuwon? Hmm. I always go for the underdog, so I'm going to go Ewing. Okay. Because okay. those battles back in the day were everything, kid. Like, yeah. Missing layups and shit, but it was, it was still a good, it was a good watch. Okay, here's a here's a tough one for you. Mm-hmm. Clay Thompson or Reggie Miller? Clay's my guy, though. <laughs> Clay, Clay, Clay's my favorite basketball player. Um, <laughs> damn, but Reggie was. <sighs> Gotta say, Reggie. Okay. I, I, still, I hate Reggie, so no, Clay. I'll never support <laughs> Reggie, Reggie Miller ever, bro. You can't what support. what he's done to us. Oh, I my God. Almost, but I can't do it. Okay, here's a here's a good one. Let's do it. The Warriors dynasty or the Bulls dynasty? I'm going to say the Bulls dynasty. Okay. Only because I feel like they had less. Yeah, yeah. They had way less, different era. It was unheard of back then. Outside of, like, the Lakers, it was still, like, harder to do. I feel like now you can do it, but all the money that you can pay people. Yeah. Different games, different game. Way different games, but um, definitely the Bulls. All right. Because if we want to elaborate on that, yeah, go that ahead. dynasty is still the continuation of the Bulls dynasty. If we want to get technical on the technical, bro. Okay, you going, you going, you going deep, deep, deep. Okay, <laughs> you going deep, bro. <laughs> you going, you going, me- me- you going, you going, you going megalodon oh. deep. You going megalodon deep. That's what you're doing. Oh, that that was my that was my other question for you. Inception Meg- deep, straight <laughs> inception deep. Uh, let's see. Would you take? Would you take a T Rex? Or Megalodon? Come on. Shark weed. Megalodon that potentially still exists over any, any other animal in the world. Or fish or whatever. Any 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 mystery or myth. <laughs> Megalodon over it all. That shit is crazy. All right. Shawn Michaels or Bret Hart? Shawn Michaels forever. <laughs> uh, last one. Let's see. Hulk Hogan or Stone Cold Steve Austin? 80s Hogan? Doesn't matter or, what Hogan. Oh, uh, Stone Cold. Hands down. Okay. Well, Bass Michaels, my brother, it's been a pleasure to have you on Bass the show. You, bro. you know, I, I'll have you on again. You know, just, uh, you know... You can let people know what you got going on, you know, for the future, or if you want to keep that on the wraps, you know, that that's up to you as well. You know, I try not to exist as much as possible. <laughs> uh, and I hate talking about myself. So, you know, I'm 
we're going to just love to just show things as they happen and as they, you know, manifest. But um, yeah. definitely, you know, I appreciate you uh, for even, you know, pressing go, bro. Absolutely, and, man. You know, getting this brand wherever it is, it's all even podcast, solid. I love tapping in. I love seeing the updates on IG and all the platforms that you're on. I uh, love to see you share your talent because you're well knowledgeable, you know, with your skill set when it comes to sports and just interacting with people. Yeah. And, um, you know, just keep up the great work, bro. Anything I can do to contribute, I'm always here. And um, just keep playing your best. That's crazy. <laughs> At the beginning of the show, please. Of course, man. You I, know, I, I need the publishing. I got I to make sure I continue to uh, to put that out. Even even my phone to friend is Bass Michael. So if anybody didn't know that, phone to friend is Bass Michael. So, you know, we could continue to, to give him that pub. And it's all good. It's all good. Oh, but, bro, man, I appreciate you. I definitely, I, you know, awesome, man. I'll, I'll talk to you. Talk to you soon. Definitely, bro. Definitely like to thank Bass Michaels for coming on the show. You know, always fun talking to him. You know, very insightful dude. Has a lot going on. I like the fact that he likes to keep things close to the vest. Because, you know, a lot of people like to talk about what they want to talk about. And he's not a me, me, me guy. So, the only thing that I don't like is the fact that he says that New York teams are on the rise. I I, I don't, I don't, listen, pump the brakes on that. I don't, the Jets have a bright future, I guess. We'll see. We'll see. Coming up after the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week, on a Saturday. It's all even. Yo, yo, what up? It's your boy DJ G Money representing that Flip the Script podcast. But listen, right now I'm listening, I'm tuned in, I'm tapped in to a brand new podcast called the All Even Podcast with my man Barry Grant. Yo, B, what's up, man? Congrats on the new podcast. I'm listening right now, I'm tuned in. Fire. Fire, all even. We here. Let's go. This is the God Gents and Gals. Just want to give a shout out to All Even Podcast, the best sports podcast out there. Keep up the amazing work. Also, check us out at cigargentsandgals.com, where everyday apparel for cigar smokers. Let's get it. What's going on? What's up with you? It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. It's your boy, Alfred from the Rap Lab Podcast. And it's the one and only True G. Just call me the QG from the Rap Lab Podcast. And you tuned in to All Even with Barry Grant. Boy, that shit crazy. Welcome back, y'all. So without further ado, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. We pick candidates on Tuesday and Saturday, and then we pick the winner on that Saturday show. The fact that there was no show on Tuesday, there will only be one particular candidate and one winner. It's always one winner every week. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner is Britt Reed, assistant coach for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's actually the son of Hall of Fame coach legend Andy Reed. Britt Reed is my... Because he's the definition of a dummy. There's a... I like to joke on this show. I like to joke on this segment. This is normally how I make fun of people and all that stuff. But this, to me, is a dummy of the week for different reasons. This guy thinks that he can be able to have a few drinks and take his dumb ass into a car and go driving, which then injured two children, a five-year-old and a four-year-old, and... The five-year-old suffered life-threatening injuries. All because 
you wanted to have a couple drinks. Oh, because you think it's okay to party a little bit because it's Super Bowl weekend and go in your car and go drive like some hillbilly. Here's the problem that I don't understand with these people. You have money. You have the ability to call an Uber. You can drink all you want and be stupid. You can do anything that you want. Just don't put the keys in the ignition and drive. You want to go bar hopping. You want to do all of these things. You want to go party with the players or go hang out with some girls. Go ahead. Just don't drive. But the hubris on some of these guys, it's just, it's crazy. I'm Andy Reid's son. I can do what I want. I'm making all of this money. I'm, I'm a big deal. Newsflash, you're not a big deal. You are the son of a great man. Does that mean that you're a great man? No. It actually means that you're dipshit. And I'm a little angry about this because... You didn't hurt yourself. If you would have hurt yourself, fine. You hurt children that had nothing to do with their reckless behavior. A five-year-old now is fighting for their life because of you. All because, yeah, I, I might have had a couple of drinks. That, that, that was the, the explanation. A child is fighting for their life because of you. Your father is a well-respected man. He's done things the right way, has been through a lot of adversity. This is the last thing that he wants to think about in a big game. Thinking about your stupid ass. It's always like that, right? When you have a, a, a great man that's built something, he's built an empire, he's made all this, this money, millions of dollars, and the offspring is a dumbass. They don't know what the hell is going on. They think that everything is supposed to be handed to them. They can be able to go out there and be reckless because they know that the parent can be able to get them out of whatever situation they find themselves in. Idiot offspring. And I'm sure what we're going to hear is, you know, I made a great mistake. I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear none of that because how many times does this have to happen? Your reckless behavior ends up possibly costing somebody their life. And he has a history of DUIs. So he's a repeat offender. He's a repeat fuck up. I don't I don't feel sorry for people like him. And I hope that when they do their full investigation, they they throw the book at his ass. I don't care if you're the son of Andy Reid. I don't care if you had some some success in the NFL. You deserve full punishment. Why? Because you're a dummy. You are the epitome of dummy. If there was a mascot for being a dummy, it would have your stupid face on it. Not only would I hope that you go to jail, but I hope those parents sue you for reckless endangerment as well. I hope they, like I said, I hope they throw the book at you. And if the book don't knock you out, maybe somebody in jail will. So Britt Reed, you are a disgrace to your family. I'm sure you're a big disgrace to your father as well. Yeah, but it's no surprise, I'm sure. He probably knows that you're a fuck-up. But you're a winner for Dummy of the Week. That's all for this show. That's all for this week. I'll see you guys next week where we can discuss the winner of the Super Bowl and what that means for 
you know, that particular quarterback. So until then, stay safe, stay cool, peace. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at All Even Podcast. Listen to the show on Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, and wherever podcasts are available. And check out my YouTube channel, All Even Podcast. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.